0: All my cool cats and kittens this is keith reporting from the low podcast and today i'm with our co-host tim malloy and aaron Lanton. how you guys doing boy exactly tim it summed it up <laughs> so today we're going to talk about steve mcqueen's series small acts in particular we're going to talk about the episode lovers rock um which which was pretty interesting it was um a lot, a lot of music um uh it, it definitely for me felt like a short film even though it was about on what was it about an hour and 15 minutes long or so yeah um so so what are, what are you guys overall thoughts of this so, it was really interesting um i
1: kind of went in not knowing what it was i didn't watch any trailers or anything beforehand so i i you know didn't know what the setting was. I, I didn't realize I was kind of looking at um, kind of a historical record of the period uh, from Steve McQueen. Um, so in, in this this series, uh, Small Axe is, is it, you know, I read part of a New York Times article where he discussed it. He felt like this is kind of like a, you know, a history of, of like between like the sixties and eighties of that period uh, from people of the West Indies and kind of like their history. Um, some of these things are, um, these stories that he's telling in this film series are real stories. Some of them are, um, have fictional portrayals of, of, uh, moments in time. Uh, but it's also being cast on BBC one, uh, local in the UK. Uh, so it's, you know, meant to be in some way, pretty, uh, you know, playing, you know, where people can kind of get into it and understand it, but also like have the flavor of what it's like to be in the West Indies. And what was really cool was, you know, even though, you know, I obviously wasn't alive at that time, um, there's so much that is still present of of that culture of the West Indies in New York City um, that that I could recognize and haven't been around. Uh, some of those people to see that that's kind of passed down to their generation in the way that they um, kind of uh, talk to each other and their mannerisms and just, you know, they're very, uh, there's just like a swagger about them and how they, they go about things like this, this present and feels real um, in this moment. And, and that can be hard to do in a history piece, a period piece in, it, in any kind of way. But I just thought in that way, you really feel like you're getting a true sense of what it was like back in that day, and i I just thought that was really magnificently done,
0: yeah and and I to add to your point, I also felt like it felt very um reminiscent of the present I mean, but when I'm speaking the present, I'm speaking me as a college student going to house parties,
1: yes, very much so
0: and 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 that's that's what like like just you never know what's gonna happen at night. You never know if it's gonna be a good night or a bad night you don't know if you're gonna meet a woman have a good time or whatever but it was just something about it that was so um even with this episode that was so authentic to that type of experience
1: And one thing too that to add to this too um apparently at the time uh it wasn't supposed like in that scene in the uk like if you want to go have a party it, it really black folks weren't allowed in in clubs to to go out and have uh, a good time like that. So the house parties were like the considered this um, way that people could still enjoy the music and and do all that. What was cool was to see that like the way that people adapted was actually similar across the pond. You know, what I mean, like because that that was was true in some degrees in the states as well and see that they had similar ways that they went about stuff and and they're, they're sort of dance you know uh whether it's the you know the, the grinding or just like the beating on the walls of the like the way they get crunk you know what they ain't call it crunk of course back then but even like a lot of ways that they were doing stuff is similar to how you know i've seen people do stuff here in the states and even out here you know uh, my parents talk about it and, and how it was like back in their day when they were younger
0: yeah and there is a different type of swagger um 100 Well, because I remember, even though I know these people are not African. I went to an African party, not a party. It was an African club, actually. Um, The way that they talk, the way that they move, the way that they dance is very similar to to us, like as, you know, black Americans and everything. But there was a different swag, a different vibe and stuff. And I remember um, like thinking like these are some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. No, just, just mm-hmm. because of just because not just because of how they look physically, but the way that they moved, the way that they carried themselves. Mm-hmm. So um anyway, Tim, I know I know we just took over for a moment. What did you think? Um what are your first impressions of it?
2: Um, I love this movie. I thought it it kind of reminded me of like a West Indian or Caribbean Dazed and Confused or Lost Days of Confuse or Last Days of Disco, like one of those movies where you just kinda hang out with a group of people and you don't know who you're gonna be rooting for. You don't know who you like and who you don't like. Like at the beginning, I was like, Bammy's the coolest guy ever. And then he turns out to be a pretty terrible dude. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, like he said, when you go to a house party, you kind of just see all these faces and you go like, oh, that's like green vest guy. And that's girl who's got (laughs) that hat. And you kind of like make a note of who everybody is, but you're not sure how the night is going to evolve. And it just really felt like that. And there was some stuff that was pure magic, like everybody singing. Um, for like it feels like about seven minutes was just such a cool you know quentin tarantino talks about a movie that's a good hang was just such a good hang
1: right and it does it, happen at black parties a lot too I've apparently there, everywhere it, it doesn't
2: happen at any part have i've ever been in at my at my shitty white parties <laughs> my wife my wife asked um yeah, wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. I do want to correct you because don't act like when uh, oh my God, why can't I think of the song oh, where right Trouble now? When
2: Trouble Woman comes on, we all just freak out. We all just no. stop what we're doing.
1: And, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, not, not not the, down. No, no, not not just that one. Oh my God, why is it? Oh, I feel when so crazy. like I haven't been to college in college so long.
2: Speakers. We white people. We just.
1: Well, <laughs> Linkin Park songs, a bunch that's of songs that. where like people aren't supposed to say the N word. We, we child of mine. I can just see
2: you. <laughs> that is the only one. That is that's true. Sweet Caroline, yeah. we would go. go oh my god.
1: Dance. Hold on what's the song they play at every damn Red Sox game that I can't think of the name of now?
2: Uh, Sweet Caroline.
1: Yeah, there we go. Boom. Yeah, that's another All right, one.
2: now you got me dead to yeah. right. Because that head's that a little too close to home. That's just true. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, I've been in Boston for the last eight months. Like that's yeah, that song is <laughs>
0: have you have you guys ever heard blind about a light? Sure. I just, I think I la- I literally heard it last week and I'm obsessed with it now, so. You know, was it
1: every, um, now Tim is, not, is probably, it's more of a regional song too when I say this, but uh, Slob On My Knob, <laughs> you, could, you could be at any part of Tennessee, in, in West Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, East Tennessee, it, it didn't matter, what, poor folks, rich folks, didn't matter. Well, that song came out, with everybody lost their minds and put their drinks down. <laughs> like start singing the whole thing. <laughs> not appropriate for the children. I'm not saying I I don't know if you got your kids but you not? I'm not singing that song right now, though.
2: Yeah, if your oh, kids listen to a not. podcast review of Lover's Rock, um, your kids are your kids are listening to a wide. They have a steady media diet. Good for them. No, Rock. well maybe they're in the car. You know,
0: <laughs> but you know,
1: I don't, I don't want to uh get look like, if you, if you know uh three six and you get to slide with my knob, you know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. Um. We're I definitely love like the music that. in this. Oh God. Yes. Oh, so good. Like there were certain songs I never heard before, but then they got stuck in my head. Like the mm-hmm. song that they sung, the Silly Games.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> man, in
1: this movie, it, you just, like you say, it, it's a, it's a really good hang. It, it really does some stuff. That's really cool. Um, I loved even at the beginning, the, the, so, I haven't seen a lot of Steve McQueen stuff. So, you know, I feel like some of the things about to mention probably just staples of Steve McQueen. I, I just I have been out the loop. I really enjoy the feeling of being a fly on the wall um, yeah. in, in so many different scenes. Like, there are moments where at the beginning you're in the van and you're just seen to pull all the stuff out. There are people who are in the kitchen, they're just sitting there singing, you get to really see them making the stuff with the, with uh the, i think that was goats they were cooking and like all this other stuff um then there's like the moment after that the girls are getting ready and you know the camera pans left to right as each of them speaks and it feels like you're in the room but you're not you know and it's it, it i don't know there's something about it that feels so right and even like you know when you're in the the actual house party and it pans to like you know dude getting his drink taken away he had his back turned he turns around the drinks gone you then then see the the cousin drinking it up and while now in the middle of the, of the, you know, of the dance floor, that kind of stuff is just, it, it just gives you a sense th- that you're there and you're present. Right. And it, it just has yeah. a lot of energy that, that I think a lot of directors, you know, um, don't use those techniques
0: very often, but it, it well, was just really skillfully used. I was thinking about that, the cinematography of it too, as I was watching it is it is something that I think that like, especially like more, um, I guess you could say amateur filmmakers like myself might not be as brave enough to to shoot that type of film. Mm-hmm. Where like there's a lot of like um, one shots and stuff like that. Like you saying, like panning from one thing to another, like throughout the whole film. But it works right in telling this particular story. Cause like you said, it makes you feel present. Almost omnipresent in a sense, like where you just a voyeur watching all of this going in and you're moving through the crowd and everything
2: it's crazy because to make it feel that loose you've got to have it so tightly planned out i mean there's so many times when the camera just stays on people forever and to have people have it that scripted that they can make that work i think was amazing and i don't think it's that similar to his other films because like uh i've seen shame i've seen hunger i've seen widows all of them are totally excellent i've never seen 12 years of slave um which is bad on me because that's the one he got the oscar for But uh, I thought it was just like a really unique, fluid, different kind of movie. And I've honestly never seen a movie that quite does this before, like that has a really clear plot, but you don't know what it is until you're pretty deep into it. And people say immersive so much, but it's just totally immersive. Yeah, and in the way that it, it it
1: chooses to, at this point I'm talking about like the the screenplay, there's a lot said without it and it, it's most of us visual, so like people aren't out loud saying, man, there's all this racism outside yeah um, <laughs> or like you know we're we're trying to so so like all right there are these moments like where the presence of white people always has a particular effect I, and into my mind it only come up three times there is. When Martha, do do well, I don't know if we say goes missing. So Patty Ooh. leaves, but Martha yeah. tries to go after her, and then you know those guys kind of you know cost her, and she goes back inside. Is yeah. also assuming these are white people. I don't know for certain, but when you know the cop is coming by, yeah. and Martha's cousin is making a scene, so he has to pull them in, even though he wasn't gonna let him in, just so you know they don't bust up the party. And then the last sequence is when martha and franklin are at the auto shop and he's trying to woo her into whatever they're going to do um in the wee hours of the morning and then his boss comes in yeah um and 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 so but each of those have like these different things that are happening like so the first two are like this situation of uh you know kind of like the outside world not necessarily even like immediate danger but like kind of like this this you're not wanted here kind of thing
2: Terrible white deeds. I mean, they like, they make like monkey noises at her. They're fucking horrible guys. And then the cops, I thought was really well done too. Like the way that the bouncer is like, you are absolutely not coming in here, but we're still allies against the cops. Like, I don't need mm-hmm. the cops coming around here I'm pulling you. And, and then the boss.
1: Well, but um, the boss was interesting because he doesn't,
0: he
2: hasn't
1: tried to embarrass Franklin necessarily. I mean, he's a boss. So a boss is going to do I, you know, kind of do I do? Because Franklin said it was his shot too. Yeah, um, but he was like, you know, he said, "Don't be trying to bring your dollies." <laughs> I didn't know if that was like a. And again, I'm not, you know, British. So I don't know if that's a. I don't think it's a slur in any way, or like what, how, like how up or down that you know that is as far as you know negative connotations. But the thing was, Franklin was trying to make himself look like a big shot when he was not. And there's something about, like, how they works from a class perspective. Now, Martha doesn't judge him for that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, clearly this is kind of speaking. Because it was also kind of weird. It was like, well, is he, is Frank like, this tough guy? You know, or, like, because it didn't seem like, while there were people who there who weren't good people at their party, none of them were, like, dealers or, you know, something, you know, uh, like it like in an American perspective, you know, when we see stuff like this, you're gonna know, you're gonna see some guns, you're gonna see a bunch of drugs, like like in heavy drugs, not like some yeah. weed, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so it's like because I, I kept thinking about it in an American context, I didn't realize we were in the UK. I was like, yeah. oh man, like, you know, this is gonna probably get a little weirder. But it felt it was kind of interesting not to know that and then realize it later and go, oh, okay, yeah, actually this the way it's being portrayed it's just it's weird cause it's like it's, it's just not going to be as violent and as, as cynical in some ways i mean it, it i feel like the way things are portrayed aren't cynical in the ways it would be in an american version of something like this
2: well it's like a whole different racial dynamic in the uk which is interesting i mean mm-hmm. all the stuff it's you see it in black mirror too where you're just like oh this is like kind of racially racially charged in the us and you're like but would it be in the uk like mm-hmm. Black Mirror will have like a lot of interracial interracial relationships and stuff and it's not that's not what it's about. It's just, they just happen to be a different race. Like, it isn't, like, this this thing where in the U.S., that's what the whole movie would be about. Like, can this relationship work? <laughs> I, don't if, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. if
0: sad, yeah. Uh, I don't
2: know. I mean, it happens, but it's, a lot of times, that is what the movie is about. Um, right. Not always, but sometimes.
1: Oftentimes. Is that fair?
2: But Black Mirror, it almost never is. Black Mirror, it's just, like, yeah, we just cast, you know, these actors because we like their chemistry, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I also like how it always felt like in the film, like how the, the dance floor was like the oasis or something. Mm-hmm. Like it was almost mm-hmm. another world in itself where like no matter what you did outside the dance floor, it didn't matter as long as you're on the dance floor. Just like when we talk about that one guy, the guy was fucking terrible. You know, he tried to force himself on the girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. and you know in any other film or any other thing that you might see that guy would i don't know get his ass kicked or you just never see him again you know what i'm saying he falls off a building or you know he dies like a disney character i don't know <laughs> but in this at the end he's with everybody else singing along to um silly games yes and vibing with everybody that is one of the things that's really
1: interesting about the perspective because like you said when you're at parties this happens all the time like the movie doesn't do the movie thing where the dude did something really terrible and now we treat him like it 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 cast him in red the whole time or something like that it treats you like you're a person there and you happen to witness that but then like the party kind of keeps going and it's not that that it's making a judgment on that it's just like that's what happens though
2: I thought it was yeah. so well done because, like, it's also 1980 when I think dudes are more are more disgusting and get away with it more often. Mm. Um, where, like, if we saw that at a in a movie now, we'd be like, "That guy's a rapist." I, I would still that guy's an attempted rapist. Like, mm. I think I would still say that. But yeah. I think in 1980, I don't think people would put it that way. I think people interesting. Would feel like, I think people would be like, "Oh, he got a little fresh with her or something," and right. they're wrong. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah you. That, that's right. Yeah. But it's so long Back then too. Yeah, but, but I think the way they handle it, where, um, where Martha intercedes and does this great thing, but they don't, they don't play it up like a movie moment, you know, they don't play it up mm-hmm. like, Martha's a hero, you know, uh, he's a terrible person. They just like let you, let you make your own judgments. And it's so much more powerful that way.
1: Yeah. And then also, it and again, just kind of going back to how what we might typically expect. They see him again, Martin Franklin, in the dance floor. You know, like where everybody else is. In a lot of movies now, they'd be like, "He's a rapist! Stop the music! We have to get him out of here!" You know, it's like, like you said, that that's just not how people did things back then. Um, I don't know it, that that is interesting. I mean, the the kind of culture. It's so different. I, I, um, I
2: think it's every culture too, though. I don't think it's like but, this is how it was in West Indian culture. In the, no, no, Indian no, no. no, no yeah, yeah, Everywhere. Like that was yeah, I, Scotland and Ireland and everywhere else. Yeah, no, that's certainly no
1: judgment of, of you know, West Indian culture or, or British culture or anything. I mean, I've, you know, I, I got grandparents and told me plenty, well, parents, grandparents, great grandparents and further who said and, and told all kinds of stories. I'm just like, what? And you yeah. did what? Or like I remember how um, I remember my, my grandmother. I uh, used to tell my my mom and my aunts like you know once you go into a, a room with a boy, what happens is is you know that's your responsibility.
2: Yeah, I remember my dad that, talking about yeah. a coach who was like basically a child molester, and everybody knew it. And mm. they they were just like, yeah, just uh, be careful around that coach. Uh, you know, don't don't, don't be alone with him. It was like, (laughs) this was just how it was.
1: Yeah, I, it's, it's weird. It's weird looking back. I mean, and I'm, I'm glad we definitely take those things more, um, certainly more seriously. Now it is, it is interesting kind of just to think about how it used to be handled and, you know, obviously very differently.
2: Um, that's crazy. It's also cool to see a movie that lets us, you know, talk this out as opposed to a movie that just harangues us and lectures us and tells us, how we're supposed to feel about it because it's, mm-hmm. you know, he does a good enough job that you don't, he doesn't have to, you know, underline it and boldface it and everything else. Yeah.
1: So question though, uh, from a plot perspective, uh, two things I was actually curious about. Um, why do you guys think Patty
2: left? Uh, I think um, Franklin's friend was lame.
1: okay hello well Keith, do you think that you think that's as plain as it is i think it might be something else too i'm just not sure hey, so Keith, I the
0: question.
1: oh so with, with patty right so why do you think patty left the party
0: oh why she left the party yeah mm-hmm. oh i believe the reason why patty left the party was because she wasn't getting the type of attention that she felt like she wanted.
1: Okay, well, from from Martha or from from other guys?
0: I think it's a combination of both. Like, it wasn't the type of guy that she would want. Like, if it was the right type of dude came to her and she had a good time with that guy, she would have been straight, you know? But since it wasn't, and her friend was all like lovey dovey with this other guy. She got upset and she's like, You know what? I'm leaving. Women, um, stuff
2: like- if your name is Patty, you want people to call you Patty Cake. That's the cute name. If they call you Beef Patty, you leave that party. <laughs> he
1: was trying uh, to say she was thick, Well, yeah, I mean, that was. <laughs> he got Yeah, that came off Yeah, a little she would.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to be called Beef Patty.
1: Yeah, no one wants to be called Beef Patty. Now, the girl whose birthday well, was Cynthia. Said,
2: I do. <laughs> me up, my dear <laughs> <laughs> the, uh,
1: <laughs> the girl's birthday was cynthia um yeah. so she was you know i actually was curious about this from a plot perspective too it, it obviously there's like plenty they leave open right and it is what it is um i was curious as to um because i don't i don't know the other character's name but so you know, after she has that guy who, who tries to sexually assault her, um, she doesn't go back to the dance floor knowing he might be there. And then she shares a kiss with the friend who helped her get ready earlier that day. Yeah, um, But it was, didn't seem like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a kind of a little passionate for just like a passing, like, Oh, like, Hey, I hope you're
2: okay. Kiss. Um, That's what's I, so cool about the movie. Cause also, um, there's that part where you're just like oh that came out of kind of nowhere but then also when martha um when her cousin comes in and just says this whole thing about her family history and you're like there was no mention of this before or after unless I yeah
1: yeah that's that's the other thing i was going to bring up too so what would you guys think of of both of those things kind of um bring like just kind of hitting the audience with it
2: i i felt it was exactly like a real house party because i flashed back to like 2002 or something where I was at a house party and I was like talking to this girl and got her phone number. And then later that night, she called her roommates or something and said like, oh, hey, I might be staying over at somebody else's house tonight. And I was like, wait, is that me? Like she's talking about me? And I still don't know, but she <laughs> didn't. But it's like, just those like weird loose ends that happen at parties where you're like, you're like, what? Like
1: what happened the- to that person?
2: Yeah, what happened
1: to that person? Where is that person? Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. I I was like, oh, because, you know, what it made me think about, too, because I was thinking about it earlier, because so there's two groups of women in the movie. There's Cynthia and her friend, and then there's Martha and Patty. And Martha and Patty, I was like, are they kind of just trying to go out together specifically? Because like they just wouldn't leave each other's side. But I, I, you know, women do that sometimes as partially for protection, and that's why, you know, when Patty leaves Martha at the party alone, it's a pretty big deal too. Because yeah. partially you stay together is is a group, so you're not, you know, so so you know, par, partially for protection, so you know somebody, all that kind of stuff. So you're not leaving somebody alone. Um, I've known women to do that, just
0: because yeah. they get upset. You know, like, yeah, yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'll they will leave that friend at a club. Some some folks will do some. I think that's fucked up to do that, but you know, I've yeah. seen it happen. Yeah,
1: I've, I've had it. I had people leave me. But you know what the
0: fuck? No, I had I had a, a a girl leave me. but I mean, her friend left, and I had to take the damn girl home. Oh, I had a girl. I went to a club. I was seventeen. I went to a club
1: with a girl. She was my ride. She left me. <laughs> Now she didn't she didn't drive away, but like I didn't know what she was, and I was just there. I was present. I was a freshman. I had been in college for like two weeks. I didn't know what was going on.
2: It's one was of the terrifying. Attention moves. Of like, where did she go? Where's Jess? Everyone <laughs> stop! What happened?
0: Man, and I wasn't old enough to buy a drink. Nothing, man. Oh God, it was terrible. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, So another thing, my biggest thing that I love about this is that in a way, it's kind of not about anything at all. But about a lot at the same time,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it doesn't follow like a more formulaic, um, I guess, storytelling mechanism. Like I don't really know what the characters want. I don't, I, I don't really know too much about any backstories or motivations or anything like that. I just know that there's a party and there's all these things going on within this party. But and and it one of those things where I was thinking like the script. I feel like the script might not might be boring to read, you know, because there's not it's not really a story story there. But it what what makes it work is the character behind it. It's the vibe of, of yeah, It, it's it, the it way doesn't have the traditional,
1: that. uh, you know, stuff we're used to. Where it's like, all right, so here's this rising action, and then this, right. this is falling action, and we conclude and all that. Yeah, it's definitely not that kind of plot. And and because normally we're used to stories being told in a sort of dramatic um, set of, of, of you know, puzzles, like, and then I have that in some ways it's kind of refreshing. I think that'll frustrate some people, uh, but to just well, kind of capture a moment in time and yeah, I thought was was pretty cool.
0: It feels like it is bare, in the, a bare bones story. Like it sounds like a story that, your father will tell you how he met your mother type of deal, you know? Yeah.
2: Or like somebody
0: just saying what happened at this party type of thing.
2: Mm -hmm. I think there's a plot kind of hiding in plain sight about how both of them are putting on their best impression and then it slowly gets stripped away as the night goes on. Like, and it it climaxes with that scene at the auto body shop. And it's like a more beautiful movie actually than, you know, they go back to the auto body shop and they make out or whatever. That's like, one way to end the movie but the fact that it ends with her knowing that he doesn't really own the body shop and that he kind of got embarrassed in front of her Mm -hmm. and she still likes him and maybe likes him more and that they don't hook up i mean they don't like have sex that first night like it sort of makes you think that this relationship is going to last for a while it's not just like a a short-term thing for either of them
1: yeah And, and and i even thought um you know, from a macro perspective, it is just kind of about this liberation, being able to be present with each other and safe And in, you know, like the songs are, if you listen to them, they're automatically about something specific. I mean, so obviously the one that really stands out is about the, you know, don't waste my time, all that. But then there's also the one about like the Mercury, uh, sound and like that one's about like a liberation of the heart and speaking to John Rastafari and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot there that, you know, culturally with, with the West Indies, I'm not as familiar with, but there's definitely a strong sense of, of pride and, and liberation present thematically, even though, you know, through my experience, I don't understand it as much as many people would, you know, who who understand that culture and, have you know, uh, lived it. So um, I thought it was really powerful. I thought it was really good really happy to see you know, how they did it. So um yeah. So,
0: any uh, any closing thoughts as we wrap up? I don't know. I just it did make me wish I was at that party though. I know that. <laughs> well, you can create that party in your next movie, maybe. Yeah, it's, it, but it's a be actor. I'm talking about literally being in the party. You know well, they it? they had to make a party like that. Maybe maybe you can do
1: a pop the trunk party. Well, pop, pop the trunk movie. <laughs> it would take one from uh, one of the parties from Memphis capture <laughs> a moment of time in the early 2000s that'd
2: be a good movie like a three six like a three six movie, of
1: just movie. <laughs> hey look they might work with you <laughs> get some A ball mjg in there too you know a project pat you know and, you know this is like it's, it's, it's been a uh, memphis folks now i mean they, i had to all be from that era if, if it's gonna be a period piece but you know
2: they got an oscar they could get it done Of co- but yeah that's true
1: they are movie makers or or you know uh oscar winners i should say but, um so hey i was gonna say if y'all made it this far um please share the podcast you must have liked it a little bit at least um like um us and, and give us a review on the different podcasts and platforms
0: and keith please let the people know where they can find us on social media uh, you guys can find us on facebook and also on instagram at the Low Key pod perfect
1: well we got another one coming up for y'all next week. I uh, really enjoyed this one and
0: I uh, can't wait to see you next time. All right. Peace. Thanks everybody.